This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, news broke about 20 minutes ago that the federal government will indeed contribute to agri-recovery. I have the initial details on that off the top of the show. The final crop report of the year has been released, and we'll look at uh, where harvest is. Pretty much done over the last, uh, say, week or so, but the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture uh, now hopping on that bandwagon and officially calling it done as well. And an ag-related event is slated for next week at the Saskatchewan Science Centre. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The federal government has finally announced it is contributing $219 million to agro-recovery to help producers impacted by drought conditions this growing season. In August, Saskatchewan announced its contribution of $70 million into the program. Starting next week, producers can begin to submit applications to the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. Producers will need to submit their receipts or appropriate documents for the extraordinary expenses, such as purchasing feed, self-hauling, or transportation costs for feed or breeding animals, and or land rented for additional grazing acres or additional feed production. Eligible animal species include beef cattle and other grazing animals, limited to bison, elk, deer, sheep, goats, and horses. This program covers 70% of extraordinary costs related to feed and freight incurred after May 1, 2023, through to the application deadline of March 1, 2024. Online applications are available at scic.ca. Meanwhile, many producers have finally finished their harvest, according to this week's final Saskatchewan Crop Report of the Year. Mackenzie Ledoon is a crops extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. Yeah, harvest is virtually complete in Saskatchewan with 98% of this year's crop in the bin so far. Producers were really resilient this growing season. We saw that those warm, dry conditions led to an early harvest for many, and there were some concerns related to both water quality and feed access for livestock. Once harvest began, producers in some areas were pleased to see yields were better than they expected. In many cases, harvest progressed quite smoothly with little interruption. Now that harvest is completed, though, producers are hoping for rain to replenish soil moisture to give hopes for next year. As for crop yields... Crop yields really varied across the province. This all depended on where you receive moisture and if you were lucky enough to receive that moisture. Yields in the southwest and west central regions are below average due to that sustained dry conditions that we saw this year. Some reported yields were better than expected, but overall, the majority of crops yielded below the 10-year average. Winter wheat, hard red spring wheat were the only crops above that 10-year average. The largest impact on yields this year was by far drought, heat stress, gophers, and grasshoppers. 
When we look at yield specifically, what we're seeing is that average yields in the province are being estimated for all of our crops this week. And hard red spring wheat is estimated to be yielding 43 bushels per acre. Durham is 24 bushels per acre. Oats are 82 bushels per acre. Barley is 56 bushels per acre. And fall rye is 36 bushels per acre. Flax is estimated to be yielding 18 bushels per acre. Canola is 33 bushels per acre. And soybeans, 17 bushels per acre. Field peas are estimating to be 31 bushels per acre. Mustard is estimated to be yielding 636 pounds provincially. And lentils are 1,101 pounds per acre. Canary seed is 982 pounds per acre. And chickpeas are 858 pounds per acre. All crops are estimated to be above the 10-year average for quality and to be in the top two categories for all quality for all crops. Ladoon then goes into the latest seeding intentions. Provincially seeded acreage for fall cereals is expected to be relatively unchanged, with a slight reduction of 1% for both fall rye and winter wheat provincially. When we look at things on a more regional scale, we see that the southwest is expected to increase fall rye by 15% and winter wheat by 7%. The west central is also expected to increase fall cereal acres, with winter wheat expected to increase 14%, and fall rye is estimated to be increasing by 3%. She then provides the latest soil moisture conditions. The fall rains and heavy wet snow are needed around the province as soil moisture continues to decline throughout the fall and into the winter. Provincially, what we're sitting at as we close out this year's growing season is cropland topsoil moisture is 31% adequate, 44% short, and 25% very short. Hay and pastures are 27% adequate for moisture, 43% are short, and 29% are very short. Ladoon adds livestock producers seem to have their winter feed supplies under control. Actually, while producers were concerned about the winter feed supplies earlier in the growing season, many have been able to secure enough feed from other parts of the province or neighboring provinces and now have adequate feed supply. We also looked at hay yields this week as it's the final report, and we saw that alfalfa yields are yielding 1.22 tons per acre, brome alfalfa mixes are yielding 1.19 tons per acre, and green feed is 1.69 tons per acre. On irrigated lands, of course, those yields are higher, with alfalfa yielding 2.8 tons per acre and bromofalfa yielding 2.12 tons per acre. Silage yields are provincially estimated to be 7 tons per acre. Producers are reporting that hay and feed have been able, that they've been able to source are of good quality. She tells us what producers are busy doing this week. So while harvest is over for many, fall work is still underway for producers, and the work is not quite done yet. Where there is enough moisture, producers are applying fall fertilizer for next year and harrowing harvested crops. Livestock producers are hauling water for animals to ensure they have a safe water source, hauling feed and bringing cattle home for the winter. Fall calving is occurring on some operations as well. Producers are planning for next year already and are also hoping that soil moisture improves to start next year's growing season off on the right foot. And Ladoon wants to thank this year's crop reporters for their valuable work. The Saskatchewan Crop Report is generated from based off of data from a group of just over 200 volunteer crop reports across the province. We really value their dedication and the information that they provide. If there's any listeners out there that want to be a crop reporter, they're welcome to do so. And all they need to do is phone the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. Mackenzie Ladoon compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Legislation has been introduced into Parliament to make it easier for new imported seed, feed, and crop protection products to receive regulatory approval in Canada. Bill C-359 was put forward by Nova Scotia Liberal MP Cody Blois, who is also chair of the House of Commons Agriculture Committee. Blois says it will shorten the period it takes to approve new technology. If an applicant arrives in Canada with two existing approvals from a trusted jurisdiction, there would be an ability to provide a 90-day provisional registration. Now, timelines vary between the agencies, but right now, in some cases, it can be a year, two years, three, or more. Lloyds would not say which countries would be considered as trusted jurisdictions. If we have other trusted jurisdictions, and it's not my job to determine who a trusted organization, but we want to give those tools available to the regulatory agencies to be able to say, for example, in Europe, we know that if there is an approval in place that it followed a scientific process, that the process was robust and would be similar to the type of practices that our regulators in Canada take on. We know that if that product is approved there, that there's probably a good chance that it's going to be approved in Canada because we have similar scientific practices. Bill C-359 is being supported by several agricultural organizations. Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Keith Curry calls it common sense, no-cost measure. The ability of farmers to have timely access to crop uh, inputs such as feed, seed and products for use in pest management is extremely important. If producers are to remain competitive in the global market, we must ensure they have the access to the products they need and when they need them. This is Rick White, the President and CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association. In recent years, we have seen considerable delays in the introduction of new canola seed varieties as our domestic regulatory system can't seem to keep up with advancement in new agricultural technologies such as gene editing. While we feel strongly that Canada ranks amongst the best in the world in terms of our scientists and regulators, we know that there are unnecessary layers of red tape, bureaucracy and funding that are preventing us from a more efficient and expeditious review and approval process here in Canada. Representatives from the Canadian Cattle Association and Grain Growers of Canada also expressed support for Bill C-359. Bloys also called for new feed regulations to be published in the Canada Gazette 2 by the end of the year. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Reductions to global corn production for 2023-24 resulted in the International Grains Council cutting some of its numbers in its monthly supply and demand report issued yesterday. The London-based IGC reduced its forecast for world corn output from its September call of approximately 1.22 billion metric tons to 1.219 billion. That resulted in 2023-24 world grain production being lowered from 2.295 billion metric tons 
to $2.292 billion, but with ending stocks falling from $587.7 million to $581.8 million. The IGC kept its carryout for world wheat at 262.6 million metric tons, despite bumping up its 2023-24 production estimate from 783.5 million metric tons in September to 784.9 million. As for 2023-24 soybeans, the IGC cut world production from 396 million metric tons to 393.5 million, but tacked on 100,000 metric tons to the carryover, bringing it to 61.7 million. A section of wetlands and grasslands in southern Manitoba will remain free from development. The Nature Conservancy of Canada has secured two new conservation areas near the community of Melita. The Jackson Pipestone Prairie and Wetlands Project features about five square kilometres of native prairie and wetlands. The Gervin family previously owned the land, which is home to several at-risk species, such as the endangered burrowing owl. Low water levels on the lower Mississippi River are likely to persist through at least January, despite expected above-normal precipitation across the southern U.S. this winter. That's according to forecasters with the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. The severe to exceptional drought choking the lower Mississippi River Valley is expected to improve this winter as the El Nino weather pattern brings better rains to the region. But lingering drought in the upper Midwest and forecasts for normal to below normal precipitation across basins that supply tributaries such as the Illinois and Ohio rivers could slow the Mississippi River's recovery. Low water has slowed export-bound barge shipments of grain from the Midwest Farm Belt for a second straight year during the busy fall harvest season, making U.S. exports of corn and soybeans less competitive in the world market. Brazilian soybean farmers in top-growing state Mato Grosso worry that scarce rains and high temperatures will lead to replanting of some areas while lowering yields in others. The unusual heat and dryness has been linked to the El Nino weather pattern, which is also causing a severe drought that is draining Amazonian rivers and disrupting grain shipments in the north of Brazil. In the south of the country, El Nino has slowed soy planting as excess rains make farmers in third biggest producer Rio Grande do Sul afraid to start sowing. Extreme weather conditions could increase costs for farmers who have to replant their soy and could cause sowing of Brazil's second corn and cotton to miss the ideal climate window in the center west. So far, however, the government and analysts still believe Brazil will reap a record soy crop between 162 and 164 million metric tons in 2023-24. French foie gras output is set to rise for the first time in five years in 2023 as France starts vaccinating ducks against bird flu that has destroyed flocks in recent years. But trade bans that followed will weigh on exports. France has been among the countries worst affected by an unprecedented global spread of highly pathogenic avian influenza that has disrupted supply of poultry and eggs and sent prices rocketing in many parts of the world in the past years. To fight the spread of the disease, it started vaccinating 64 million ducks early this month, 
making it the first poultry exporter to do so and raising hope among foie gras producers that it would put an end to the crisis. Producer group Cyfog forecast foie gras output will rise 20% in 2023 to 9,855 metric tons after a drop of 35% in 2022, but still 26% below the average of the five previous years and half the volume produced 10 years earlier. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today's sunny with a northwest wind at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, high of 16 degrees. Tonight, clear, northwest wind at 20 kilometers an hour, then becoming light near midnight, low of zero. Tomorrow, sunny, then increasing cloudiness late in the afternoon, high of 11. Tomorrow night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, the low 5 degrees. Cloudy on Sunday, high of 12, the low minus 1. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 4 degrees. Monday night, rain, showers, or flurries, and a low of minus 4. Tuesday, cloudy, and a 60% chance of flurries, high of minus 1, low minus 8. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of minus 3, the low minus 9. Thursday, partly cloudy, high of minus 1. Normal highs for this period are around 9 degrees, and normal lows minus 4. Sun rose at 729 this morning. Sun will set at 557 p.m. Around the province, in Estevan, 15 degrees, Swift Current, 11, Saskatoon, Weyburn, and Yorkton, 14. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Val-Marie at 15.7 degrees, cool spot in Stony Rapids at 7.8. In Regina, mostly cloudy, west-northwest wind at 36 to 46 kilometers an hour, humidity at 59%, temperature 12 degrees or 53 Fahrenheit, Barometric pressure at 101.3 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. West-northwest wind at 29 to 39 kilometers an hour. Temperature 13 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. West-northwest wind at 36 to 46. Temperature 12 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. The 34th Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton is coming up soon from November 1st running to the 4th. Jason Popowicz is involved in the commercial grain show, and he says some entry deadlines are coming up. Well, uh, samples are slowly coming in, and there's a few deadlines that we want to remind all the growers about. This Friday, uh, October the 20th, the canola crush and oil entries have to be in by 4 p.m. And then uh, the following Friday, October the 27th, all other classes of grain uh, samples need to be in by 4 p.m. that day. He outlines the best way to register. 
Well, the best way is to uh, drop by or, or call the uh, Yorkton Exhibition Office. You know, that's probably the uh, the simplest way to do things there. Malt bar- barley entries also need a malting barley storage and delivery contract number, and organic class entries require organic grower number as well. Popowicz says you can get a head start by going online. For sure, you can uh, check out uh, for all detailed entry information and guidelines. Just check out the website at uh, www.yorktonexhibition.com. The details, and you can print the forms off that way, and then it makes it a lot simpler and uh, for you when you drop those samples off at the exhibition office by those deadlines. And he hopes more producers enter before the deadlines. You know, really... uh, uh, encourage all the uh, producers in the local area. You know, we've got uh, some of the, the highest quality grain is grown in the Saskatchewan Manitoba region. And what a way to uh, promote and, and recognize uh, the hard work of these growers. You know, feel free to uh, submit some samples. You, you might even be surprised how well you do uh, in the class showings. And, and if uh, you don't uh, submit a sample, please stop by the... Uh, Harvest Showdown during the week and uh, take a look at the displays. Uh, They'll be uh, on display in the Flexi Hall throughout the whole week of Harvest Showdown. Jason Popowicz is involved with the commercial grain show at the 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown, November 1st to 4th in Yorkton. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up is an ag-related event for adults at the Saskatchewan Science Centre coming up next week. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. If you're looking for something different and fun to do on a Thursday night, the Saskatchewan Science Centre has you covered. Chief Operating Officer of the Science Centre, Ryan Holada, says next Thursday is an adult science night called Eggtoberfest. So an adult science night is the Science Centre in the evening, but only for adults. So you have to be 19 plus to come. Um, You get to explore the exhibit floor, the same as you would on any visit to the Science Centre. But we also have specialized activities that are intended more for an adult audience. And then we also have a bar available on the exhibit floor for those that would like to enjoy that. Of course, uh, part of the word is uh, Toberfest, uh, kind of uh, playing on words with Oktoberfest. I thought that was uh, kind of funny. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, with regards to the egg part of the word, uh, is, is there like a agricultural uh, angle to this event? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, um, we do, uh, October is often sort of an agriculture themed month for us, uh, at the Saskatchewan Science Center. But this year we're also, um, opening a new permanent exhibit at the Saskatchewan Science Center. Uh, it's called Richardson Agriland. So this is an exhibit that has been completely redone from top to bottom over the past couple of years. And as we near the completion of that, we want to celebrate that, but also, Of course, we live in Saskatchewan. Agriculture is a very, very important part of our province. And learning about the science behind agriculture is uh, a great way to tell some really good Saskatchewan stories, especially those related to science and technology. 
All right. And uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, with the Science Center, obviously, there's a lot of interactive uh, things that uh, you can do at the Science Center. Is that kind of the case as well when it comes to this sort of uh, thing? Absolutely. So we, we really do a, a lot of ad, more advanced activities. So some of the things that you can be able to do um, at Eggtoberfest is uh, we're going to learn about fertilizer management with uh, Richardson. Uh, there's going to be a trivia night uh, hosted by Mystery Mansion. Uh, we're going to learn how to make butter. There's going to be a, a unique Science Center twist on barrel racing. Um, and you're going to make some paint with grain, plant-based paint products. Uh, and we're even going to learn about hops and grains with Rebellion Brewing. Awesome. And uh, is this kind of the first year for it, or has it been going on for quite some time? Yeah, we've been doing adult science nights here uh, for, oh, I don't know, more than 10 years. We tend to have somewhere between three and 10 of them a year, depending on the year. But we have uh, we've had four adult or we have four adult science nights scheduled for this year. And uh, Eggtoberfest is, uh, is the next one that's coming up just, just next week. So we're very excited to have people out for it. So can people uh, sign up or just show up to the Science Center? Uh, how, how can they uh, participate? You absolutely can buy tickets at the door, uh, though we do recommend that people buy uh, their tickets on our website, which is uh, .com. Uh It just makes the process much easier for you if you've already got your tickets on your phone when, when you arrive, and it uh, helps us track the numbers a little bit better as well. Awesome. And uh, why is it important to have an event like Eggtoberfest at the Science Center here? Well, one of the unique things about the Saskatchewan Science Center is that we'd like to view things through the lens of the province that we live in. And of course, agriculture is a really important part of Saskatchewan. Um, and also, you know, engaging these adult audiences is also really important for us. We're, we're not just an institution for kids. Of course, we have the Kramer IMAX Theater that provides, um, you know, feature-length movies and interesting documentaries. But a lot of the things that we have in the Saskatchewan Science Center are, are of great interest to adults as well. We do talks, we do um, adult science nights, um, and we have other events that happen throughout the year to engage people of all ages. All right. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add with regards to Agtoberfest? Um, I think, you know, Eggtoberfest is going to be a great night. Our team has been putting uh, a lot of work into it. And I think that uh, the people that come are going to be really impressed and they're going to have a lot of fun and have some great stories to tell. And they're also going to learn a lot about Saskatchewan agriculture. So I can't wait to see you all there. Again, to buy tickets, you can go online to sasksciencecenter.com. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Durham is down $4 to $485.23. Canola is up $5 to $661.62. And number one red spring wheat is down $1.43 to $340.40. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley $277.58. Chickpeas $1036.17. Flax six forty one oh four, lentils seven eighty fifty, oats two eighty nine thirty two, yellow peas three ninety nine eighty nine, feed wheat two thirty five forty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down six cents at seven dollars and thirty three cents a bushel. Next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here's the latest Livestock Quotes.
This is Matt Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 3500 on Tuesday at a Charlotte Extravaganza sale. These top cut calves, they're selling very well right now. Another 1,300 calves here Thursday morning, followed by 600 cows after lunch. Here's what happened. 39 little tan and white steers, 358 at 538 and 50. A tri-load of tan steers, 485 at 450. Another tri-load, 535 tans at 424 and a quarter. 88 whites, 580 at 395. Another tri-load, 638 at tans, 386. Sold 101 semen steers here, 597 at 182 on Thursday. Here's what happened on the heifer end, 90 tan and white heifers, 360 tank. 367 at 422, 429 tans at 395, 479 tans at 388 and 75. 583s bring 346, 600 cows are on the market on Thursday too. Look like a lot of these good cows, 130 to 145, sales to 150, which looked a little stronger. Feeder cows are a little higher than that. CCIA tags are a must here nowadays. Both pre-sorts are full here next week. For more information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. Now the latest pork prices, they're at $198.28 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskatch Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The director of one of the groups seeking to buy a stake at the Trans Mountain Pipeline says nothing less than material ownership by Indigenous people is acceptable if Ottawa is serious about reconciliation. The federal government recently launched talks with more than 120 Western Canadian Indigenous communities whose lands are located along the pipeline route to find out if any of them are interested in acquiring a minority stake. It's the first part of what will be a two-phase divestment process by the federal government, which bought Trans Mountain in 2019, but has always stated it does not intend to be a long-time owner. The second phase of the divestment process will involve the consideration of commercial offers for the remaining stake in the pipeline. Project Reconciliation is an initiative that has lined up its own financing for a Trans Mountain bid in an effort to secure Indigenous economic participation in the pipeline and intends to participate in the second phase of the divestment process. On the markets, the TSX is down 136 points at 19,212. The Dow is down 166 points to 33,247. Oil is up 30 cents at $88.67 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Egg Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Sask Egg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.